This is the 365 Retirement Podcast, a topical look at the issues you may face on the road to and through retirement. And now here's the co-founder of Urbino and Lang Wealth Partners, Sam Lang, along with co-host Randy Cook. Hello again. Welcome to the weekend and the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang of Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. My name is Randy Cook, and each week Sam and I sit down here and talk through some of the financial headlines and what it might mean to you. And, you know, in, in the words of my favorite movie, Lions and Tigers and Bears, oh my, we've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> we got a lot today. to talk about this week, don't we? <laughs> How are you doing today, Sam? We're doing great. How are you? Okay. And there's, I mean, wow, banks failing and interest yeah. rates and inflation and the Fed, and it just keeps piling up on us, doesn't it? I had dinner over the weekend with a good friend, and, and he said, I'm actually literally afraid to log into my Fidelity account <laughs> and, and see what's going on. I mean, listen, last week was crazy. Yeah. It happened so quickly with with our Silicon Valley Bank and the collapse and, you know, just people are so blindsided. We have had some clients call in, hey, you know, what's going on? How, how are my things doing? Are they safe and et cetera? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's um, it's going to be an interesting show. Let's it, put it that it way. It makes you wonder when you see a bank fail, you immediately think of 2008 because yeah. we had a lot going on there. But that was a systemic problem amongst all the banks. They were making loans that probably shouldn't have been made. A lot of them defaulted. But this, Sam, is very different. This is, this is two specific banks who basically dealt in a very specific area. Can they you kind of they break did. it down yeah, for me a little bit? They didn't bit. diversify like most banks. You know, I do business with them local community bank. And I'm sure their clients are from really all walks of life, right? Mm-hmm. People that are working hard and grinding it out to CEOs of companies, to businesses that have a lot of money. But with SVB, they were really tech centric. Mm-hmm. You know, they were Silicon Valley. They lent money to startups that were in the technology space. And in the last couple of years, the technology space hasn't done so well. And when these companies go to look for more money, the venture capital really has dried up. So when they need to make payroll or they need to do this or that or or, or maybe even grow and expand, uh, in this case, a lot of the venture capital people, the companies that lent the money, really sort of started a run and basically said, hey, go withdraw the money from Silicon Valley Bank because it's not that strong right now. And what happened was with interest rates increasing, the values of the bonds that Silicon Valley Bank bought years ago have been decreasing. So mm-hmm. they sold, they had to liquidate, they had to come up with money to give the money back to the depositors. So they sold about $21 billion worth of bonds and securities at a loss of almost $2 billion, $1.8 to be precise. So wow. that's really sort of really the spiral effect. And everybody jumping on the bandwagon trying to withdraw their money. Classic run on the bank. So you and I have talked about the up and the down of interest rates going up the way they have been. And it looks like, I mean, the inflation rate came out this week. We've gone from 6.4 down to 6.0. So what the Fed is doing is working. But the ball rolling down the hill here, we, we've talked about how the um, the interest rates have had a negative effect on the market. The interest rates have a positive effect for retirement savers. And we're going to get into that in just a few minutes here. But this sounds like there's another effect here of the interest rates going up, bonds going down, and it really bit this bank in the butt, didn't it? Yeah, we, we talk about this all the time to our clients and our radio listeners about how interest rates have an inverse effect with bond prices. So when interest rates go up, bond values fall, mm-hmm. always, always, always. And when interest rates go down, 
bond values increase always, always, always. So what happened with SVB was, you know, five or six years ago, what were long-term treasuries paying? Less than 1%. Nothing, nothing yeah. right? So <laughs> right. You know, one, one year treasuries were paying nothing. So they say, hey, look, you know, we need to go out into the marketplace because we need to get some yield. We need to earn some money. Let's do a 10-year treasury. And what's happening is sort of just on the surface and by DNA, it didn't really work because you had a bank that had short-term obligations, but they were using long-term solutions. Got it. Right? So when interest rates... And what has interest rates done in the last year and a half? They've gone up very, very rapidly. So you can go out and actually buy that same 10-year bond and I'll earn about 5%. So when that happens and they have to redeem these bonds that they bought five or six years ago, they're redeeming at a loss because interest rates have gone up. Yep. Maybe they put in, say, use, use a round number, an example of a million dollars. Now that million-dollar bond to sell it, it's only worth $800,000 because interest rates have gone up, right? So that's really what happened and that's why they lost money because they needed money to give back to the depositors because the depositors wanted their cash. They wanted their cash to make payroll, what have you. So I think a lesson to be learned here, and, and I think there's more than just one, you really need to be diversified, which SVB was not. Well, you talk to us all the time about the retirement saver has to be diversified in a lot of different areas, put Absolutely. a little money here, a little money yeah. there. And we always talk about that three prongs, you know, we yeah. want to make sure you have money for growth, the three pillars are growth, protection, and income. Right. And they had like one pillar, you know, the, the tech industry. So they were not diversified as what they, who they catered to. The second is, you know, they had to sell assets at a loss during a down market. That's a double whammy. We mm -hmm. talk about all that all the time. Sequence of returns risk. You know, you're going into retirement. You need money. Great. Well, if, the, if your assets have grown, that's no problem. But imagine if you had a million dollars. Here we are today, let's say the market went down 10%, now it's worth 900, and you withdraw you know, $50,000 because you need that to live on. Well, very quickly, you're at 850 after having a million dollars. Right. And then that happens in year two and year three, so you can see where that's going. I would say Silicon Valley Bank didn't really manage their risk that well, yeah. and, and they didn't have enough money in the event of a liquidity, you know, sort of an emergency fund. We talk about that all the time with our radio listeners, why we have different buckets, and one of those buckets that you should put money into is just cash, money markets, CDs, liquidity, because things come up, right? You and I both know that in life, we all have that one or two things that go wrong every year and it costs you $10,000. Yep. So having enough money in the bank to withstand that, not to say, hey, you know what? I got to call my Fidelity guy, sell shares of whatever it is, ABC, that's down to get the $10,000. You don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And lastly, you know, SVB panicked. Yeah. And, and we talk about with our listeners all the time, you know, yeah, the last year and a half, two years has been very, very volatile, but you know, let's make some sense out of what you're doing. Let's make sure you have a plan. And if you don't have a plan, that's, that's when you really get sort of, you know, shaken up and you make some moves that you look back. Wow. They were panic moves and they didn't turn out that well. Silicon Valley Bank, not a good retirement saver. That's what we're saying here. <laughs> they did a lot of things wrong. <laughs> don't, don't do what they did. Yeah, that, that we talk about here. Has anybody asked you, Sam, if one financial institution goes down like this, it's a bank for crying out loud. You think that that's safe to put your money in a bank. The bank goes down. We put our retirement savings in some sort of financial institution, whether it be a Fidelity or an Edward Jones or, or a Vanguard or whatever it is, yeah. or the insurance companies that we use to put our money at. Has anybody asked, hey, is my money safe in these places? Is this going to be a domino effect? We just had a conversation yesterday with a good friend of mine who happens to be a client. Him, He and I go way back. 
we uh, coached a little league together. And when he retired, before he retired, he came to me. We did a plan. And we're taking care of most of his wealth. So we had that conversation. He essentially called and said, hey, look, you know, can we have a Zoom meeting about, you know, how safe is my money? And some of the money that we put in for him for growth is in securities, right? John and Ryan did a great job building a portfolio for them, for this particular gentleman. And it's down, right? Because it's in stocks, mm-hmm. mutual funds, ETFs. I mean, unless you've been living in a cave and haven't looked outside, we know that things are going down. So the second thing is we had money set aside in insurance companies using annuity contracts that gave him a guaranteed lifetime stream of income. And that money is very, very different than, say, the money in the bank. We only deal with good quality companies. We go by ratings. We go by how long they've been in business, what their financials look like. But one thing that's very different from the insurance world to the banking world is that essentially they are what they have called solvency ratio and risk-based capital ratios are much stronger than most banks. And not because they want it that way, but because they're required by law to have it that way. Well, as we talk about all the time, protection, income, and growth, those are the three things that we have to check off as far as boxes are concerned. You probably have saved very well. If you'd be listening to this program and you say, you know, I've got a certain amount saved and what do I do with it? And I want to make sure it doesn't go backwards. And Sam, that is one of the main things that we all worry about in retirement is we get to this point called retirement and then all of a sudden there's a market event or there's something like this happens. It's out of our control. But what is in our control is, A, where our money is, where it's placed, and who's helping us. And I think that's really an important thing. That's why we have this show. And we go through this, why it's important to have a written retirement plan. Mm -hmm. You know, we meet so many people, Randy, as you can imagine. People that listen to our show, listen to our podcasts, uh, maybe have been referred to us. And most of the people we work with are just great people and hardworking individuals, right? They've been running on the treadmill for nine for like 30 years and they've amassed some savings. They have, you know, money's over here, maybe in an old retirement plan. They might have a portfolio that they don't really look at and pay attention to. They probably have some type of an old 401k or maybe they've rolled it over to an IRA. And I've met people literally with, you know, 12 to 15 different retirement accounts. Mm -hmm. So going into retirement, that's probably not the perfect situation because in that sense, you feel okay because you you look at the bottom line. You might have you know some strong numbers there, but you have money all over the place and just a bunch of accounts. And keeping your fingers crossed is a lot different than having a written retirement plan that says, "Hey, look, this is where we're going to put the money, and it's designed for growth." So if it's not growing because we're in a very volatile market, we don't want to touch it because we have another bucket of money that we've set aside over here. That's going to give you the income gap that you need each and every month. You know, you said, hey, I need $7,000 a month to live on, pay my bills, go out to dinner a couple of times a week, and you have $4,500 coming in on a guaranteed basis from Social Security, maybe a small pension. Therefore, we need another $2,500 or so each and every month. Well, we've set aside money here to give you that $2,500. Regardless if your portfolio is going up or down, we know that income gap is going to be taken care of. We have a liquidity bucket just for reasons like we're talking about today. You know, obviously not, you know, $21 billion in liquid assets like SVB needed, but we have a formula to show people, hey, look, give or take one to two years worth of living expenses in some place that's liquid that might be not 
earning a great yield is okay because you need that emergency bucket. So going into a plan, and the most important thing is making sure that we've mathematically tested that what you've saved is going to last you a lifetime, your retirement lifetime. And if it's not, you know, we can sort of pinpoint what range that you, you're going to, you know, money's going to last and dry up in uh, age 78. So maybe now you're 62 and we can make some significant changes or, or something that's meaningful to have a better outcome down the road. And I think that's really, really important for people to understand going into retirement, you need to have a plan. You're listening to the show right now, and maybe you're two years, three years from retirement. Maybe you're right on the edge of retirement. I don't know. But I want you to imagine right now, right now, that like next month was going to be the month that you retire. And stuff like this happens. Banks yeah. start to fail. Inflation goes up. Uh, the Fed is is raising interest rates, roiling the market. And you are right on the edge of retirement, and you're going, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen to my money? And you don't want to live your life for the next 20 or 30 years with one eye on Fox Business and CNBC and then the other eye on airfare where you're going to you know, fly and do the things that you want to do in <laughs> right. retirement. You don't want that. So we want a retirement that is free of that kind of worry that if the market's up, I'm getting paid. If the market's down, I'm getting paid. That's a plan, Sam. Ray, we talk about protection, rotation, each and every show, mm -hmm. which essentially is in plain English is making sure that you have more protection in turbulent times like today, right? We rotate, we rotate growth and protection. And I think, forget about what happened with SVB. Any good retirement plan going into retirement, we have to address sequence of returns risk. We don't want to have the beginning of your retirement sort of fall flat on your face in the first three years. That's, that's no good. It's very hard to come back from that. So we want to make sure that you are one, well-diversified. Three, addressing all of the things that you need to address, income, protection, and, of course, growth. So for anybody that's listening right now, maybe you're concerned about what you have. Maybe you just don't have a plan. Maybe you want to have a second opinion on, hey, are my things safe or not safe? We want to offer a 15-minute strategy call for you. We'll answer all of your questions, and all you need to do is no obligation reach out to us, let's have that conversation, and let's see if you're prepared for retirement as well as you think you might be. So to do that, give us a call at 617-440-9365 or go online at 365retirement.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you can click on Talk to an Advisor, and we'll schedule that complimentary call for you and begin having the same conversation that Randy and I are having right now. Thanks for listening to the 365 Retirement Podcast. For a complimentary meeting and to build your personalized 365 retirement plan, contact Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners at 617-440-9365 or online at 365retirement.com. Ryan Marston and John Conley are investment advisor representatives of Brookstone Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Sam Lang is licensed in your state, please call 617-630-8787. Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration.
corporation or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Rubino and Lang Insurance Agency, LLC, Massachusetts Insurance License Number 1783398.